Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Hello. Wait. Windows Podcast. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Ed. And he's Ed. And uh, we are so glad to have you here with us again today. Coming back for our, uh, I think this is our 12th episode. Dirty Dozen episode. The Dirty Dozen episode. Are you Lee Marvin or are you Charles Bronson? I think a little bit of both. (laughs) Like Lee Bronson. Yeah, Lee Bronson. I I like to think of myself as the... uh, you know what? I'm gonna. There's a you joke there. I'm gonna let it go. Let it go. Okay. Yeah, That's I'm gonna fine. let it go. I changed my mind. Yeah, I, I was gonna say um, I'm the Jim Brown of the episode. You, know, I think you are Jim Brown. Yeah, I feel like Jim probably wouldn't go for that. Yeah, but that's right. Hall uh, Notes would. They could go for that. <laughs> they could go for that. Coming that's up next, song. we're going to be doing a Hall Notes pod. We're so really excited. Philly's about. own, my friend. Philly's own Hall Notes. We yeah. love you, Hall Notes. We love you, Hall Notes. We can get them on the pod. We, we love should. that. Love to talk to you. Uh, so glad you're here. We're yeah. going to be talking about Prince's follow-up to the epic sign of the times. This album is titled what, Edward? Love, Sexy. Love, Sexy, one word. But Love, mm. Sexy was not the intended release. Oh, listen, this is, this is, we get into Prince legendary yeah, stuff. Yeah, g- give us some of the little legends. Background, here. A little, little background, a little legends and backgrounds. So this, it, this leads up to maybe one of the most coveted bootlegs of its time. Maybe of all time. I don't Maybe know, of, of all, all time. time. Maybe it's up there. Uh, because uh, when we... Re- well, anyway. So Prince had ready to go. After Sign of the Times was already out and released and he was doing that European tour. He had put together, the story goes, he had put together basically a like, new list of songs to play at Sheila E.'s birthday party at First Avenue. This yeah. is essentially what the, the genesis of what was called then the Black Album. Right. And the idea was he was going to release it Black cover, no real art on it, just maybe the stamp of you know which pressing number it yeah. was. No Prince credits, anything else, just the song listing on there and let it fly. Right. And last moment, he pulled it. There was actually pressings, pressings made of it. Yeah. They had to destroy them and had this vision of God. Okay. And God telling him not to release the Black Album because okay. it was too negative. Yeah. And he had this sort of breakthrough God moment. I feel like I heard some version of yeah. that. Yeah, and, and the woman who played a, a big role is Ingrid Chavez, who is on the Love Sexy album we're going to be talking about. Yeah. That she was a prime... There's talk about maybe she was involved when he did the ecstasy and also yeah. was with her and like kind of guided him through the experience. Okay. And at the end of that, he decided that the reasons he was putting this black album together were wrong. Okay. There was too much negativity, too much. There was a little bit of violence. We'll talk about. It. We'll, we'll right. review black album. It does get released eventually, um, but that he needed to be more positive and really lean into this idea of God and yeah. the beauty of all that. And that's why the black album gets scrapped at the very, very last minute. Fascinating. That's yeah. a fascinating story. It's really yeah. It's crazy because they, they, there's an interview with Prince where they ask him why, and he basically just. You know, very cryptically says, I, I can't tell you much about, I, I, there, I saw a vision and the word God and love appeared. That's that was basically it. all he gave about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I had heard, again, like some version of that story. Yeah. And I, I do feel, I mean, there's so many kind of legends about it. I, yeah. I feel like something I heard was like, he, I don't know, like he was afraid of the devil, like the yeah. Satan was involved somehow. Yeah. And like, yeah. He all had, that he must, if, he, if there was a drug in something, that trip must have been through the roof. Yeah. Interesting. For yeah, him. totally. Yeah. yeah. It must've been, um, yeah. yeah. So he released, <laughs> he released this album, love sexy instead. And he, and he puts, he puts all, you know, as we talked about side of the times where there was this sort of this huge collection of material that he was going to pull from. Right. That certainly was still available to him. He has, yes. still has tons of songs in the vault. So, right. He basically rallies in a way yeah. to, to record a bunch of material at the end of '87 right. to be used now for the Love Sexy project. Right. He redoes right. one song that was going to be included in the Crystal Ball project, but then all this other stuff is newly created just for, for the this, purposes for this album. of this new effort, this new idea of Love Sexy. Right. Yeah. 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 It's very fascinating. It's very interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Um, I will say, and we're going to dive into this a little bit here, is that um, by all measures, this was a bit of a stumble, though, like in terms of. Well, I'll, I well, don't want to get I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Yeah, and I this is where I want to say that I feel like I, I have this weird theory that Prince has a little bit of a you know you're a fan of Orson Welles. I am. Um, Orson Welles makes Citizen Kane, and then like I think he sometimes sometimes self like that was such a huge accomplishment at the age of what was he twenty four? He was twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. Like how are you going to top that ever? Right. I think he knew that. Yeah. And I think in his subsequent work, he would do things like he did Ambersons, which is still an amazing piece of film. Right. But he left the country and allowed them to kind of re-edit they it. They recut it. Out, yeah, and they destroyed they, the, yep. the original shit. Right. So like, there was like sort of a self-sabotage of some of his projects. Right. Touch of Evil had a yep. certain thing too. Same yep. thing. I think Prince coming off a of sign of the times realized what an epic, amazing piece of work that was. Yeah. 
the thing, the biggest thing, and I'll say, I'm kind of getting ahead of ourselves with this, with this, with the Love Sexy project. He, when he releases this album in the states, he doesn't put tracks on these. Right. He, I make a note he of that. Yeah. Purposely forced Warner's to make it just one continuous play. Right. Which I think absolutely destroys any commercial success for this album. Yeah. And I think it's this weird act of self sabotage that he put in. This is not. We'll talk about it. I'm getting ahead of it. There's no reason this song, this album, needs to be heard fully from track one to the end, as if it's one song. No, right? not at all. Not it's at not all. built that way. The structure of the songs aren't. And right. I, I, and I, I just it blew my mind that he decided yeah. to do it this way. And I think he hurt sales of this album tremendously because of not putting the just the general ability to skip track to track. Uh, yeah, I think that that's true. I mean, not not only did he have them uh, program the. CDs if it was a single track. He also made a stipulation that there could be no clear divisions on the vinyl either. So it was all just one track on, on either on whatever you copy sell it was. Albums? Is that the way you sell yeah. albums? I don't yeah. think so. Um, yeah. So it didn't. Yeah. But but to your to what you were starting to say, it did not do well. It did not do well. I mean, you yeah. know, if, yeah. In terms of who Prince is, it did not do well. Yeah. So to that end, shall I dive into facts and Let's figures? Let's talk now? about. I feel like we need to get into some numbers and facts. Some numbers and facts. Here we go. So. Love Sexy was released on May 10th, 1988. It's 45 minutes and 3 seconds in length on Warner Brothers and Paisley Park Records. Yeah. The highest it reached on the charts in the U.S. was 11. Mm. It was number number one in five countries. Ed, do you want to take a stab at them? Netherlands. One. Is, absolutely. Uh, Australia. Uh, uh, no, but close. New Zealand. Correct. Uh, uh, France. No. Uh, is all Europe European rest? Uh, the, all the rest of them are Europe. Uh, Belgium? Nope. Uh, Germany? <laughs> you know, I'll just tell you. <laughs> the UK? Really? Sweden and Switzerland? Can I tell you a little factoid? Play, I wish you would. In the in in the European cut of the album, there were tracks. Oh, really? Only in the U.S. did he not allow the oh, tracks to Oh, I don't know why I didn't said. see that in my research. That's, I'm pretty sure that's true. That's super interesting and explains a lot. Why? I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, it's just, interesting. It's like, it's like you're just shooting yourself in the foot here. Well, the, in the U.S. It's the, almost like you don't trust the material to sell well enough, so you yeah, want to plant something to yeah. say, well, you know, if I would have done the tracks, maybe right, this will Right, 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 right. Well, I will say that the album... It, you know, again, like we say this only in the terms of because this is Prince we're talking about. It only went gold, which mm-hmm. means it sold five hundred thousand copies. Mm-hmm. It was his least successful album since Dirty Mind, and was only on the charts for twenty one weeks before dropping out. Yeah, you know, uh, so that was that was an issue. Um, there were three singles from from yep. Love Sexy. Ed, do you want to take a stab at what the three were? I think I know. All right, let's. What do you got? Uh, Alphabet Street. Yep, that was number one. Yeah, it was released on April twenty third, nineteen eighty eight. Then Glam Slam. Correct. July eleventh, nineteen eighty eight. And then I wish you heaven. Wow, you are nailing it lately. On yeah. This. Well, I'm. Yeah. You're kind the, of prime the, time. Yeah, this is my prime. This time is your prime stuff. time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish you heaven came out on September twentieth, nineteen eighty eight. Alphabet Street reached number eight on the charts. Mm-hmm. Number three R and B charts, and number nine in the UK. Mm-hmm. Glam Sam, Glam Slam mm-hmm. reached forty four on the R and B charts. It did not chart on the Hot one hundred at all. Um, twenty nine in the UK. Yeah. And I wish you heaven also did not chart on the on the uh, singles chart. It reached eighteen on the R and B charts and twenty four in the UK. Um. So that was that. Um, yeah. Our old friend. Bobby Criscow. What's Bob have to say about the Love Sexy album? Listen to this. Uh, I, I always, oh, this I always is, enjoy his Yeah, takes. Bobby's got a good one on What's this. What's Bob got to say? Bob's got to say this. Quote, he's a talented little guy. Jesus. I mean, right off the bat, right? Jesus. Right off the bat. Oh, man. He's a talented little guy, and this has plenty of pizzazz. But I'll take the Black Album's Fat Bottom Womp over its attention-grabbing beats and halfway decent tunes any day. And despite appearances, it sure ain't where he explains why sexiness is next to godliness. Mm. Lyrically, it's sloppy, if not pseudo, if not stupid. Mm. This is doubly bothersome because added religious content is what it's supposed to have over mm. its not terribly shocking alternative. Leading to one, leading one to the obvious conclusion that the real reason the little guy made the switch was that he was scared to reveal how shall we say, uh, scared to reveal how unpop he could be. Huh. But B plus. 
Always with Bob, right? I mean, like... Just between you and me. Yeah. How many times do you think Bob has been punched in the face? Just generally. <laughs> just between me and you? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be... share with the listeners. It's got to be in the hundreds. <laughs> I mean, it has to be. a bar talking about shit and just... And like, playing someone just whacks him. Like, boom! He just gets clocked every yeah. time. I mean, yeah. love him for it, but... We love him for it. So, um... That's interesting stuff. Interesting. So, uh, on the 1988 Paz and Jop poll... Yeah. Uh, love Sexy did not make the top ten. It did make... The top 20 was 17. Here's your top 10. Would you like to hear? Let's hit it. Number one, 1988. It takes a nation of millions to hold us well, back. Public enemy. Boom. That's, Please. That, that shakes the world. It shakes the world. That cracks the world. It cracks the world. That's amazing. Number two, Sonic Youth, Daydream Nation. Number yeah. Number three. That's, that's okay, too. It's okay. Tracy Chapman, Tracy Chapman's debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, Midnight Oil, Diesel oh. and Dust. Yeah. Number five was Michelle Shocked, Short, Sharp, Shocked was the name nice. of that record. Yep. Six was not was. Remember was not was. I do. Yeah. What up, dog? Yeah. Number seven was Pear Ubu, the Tenement Year. Number eight, Keith Richards' first solo record, Talk Is Cheap. Oh, I remember that being a good one. Yeah. It is a good one. Yeah. Number nine was the Traveling Wilburys' uh, first oh, album, yeah, yeah. Volume One. Yeah, yeah. And number ten was Randy Newman' Land of Dreams. I got to say, the reason I keep bringing in the Paz and Jop poll is because it satisfies my super snobby, nerdy music head. Uh, Vibe, so I, I feel like it's. Uh, I just enjoy it, I guess. Yeah, um, it's all good. Now I will say though, here we have the single list. This is the second time I'm bringing this in here. Alphabet Street mm-hmm. was ranked fourth best single of the year. Um, I have the top ten here again. If you're curious, yeah, number one was Fast Car, Tracy Chapman. Number two, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. It takes two. It takes two. Yeah. Number three. God, that was such a big jam. Oh my God, that was a huge jam. Yeah. And isn't isn't Rob Bass or DJ... One of those guys is dead, right? Uh, Rob, Rob Bass sure. or DJ Easy Rock? Mm, I don't remember. I think one of them died. Um, number, apologies if you're not dead, guys. Um, number three was Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. Alphabet Street was four. Five was Beds Are Burning, Midnight yeah. Oil. Yeah. Six, Public Enemy, Don't Believe the Hype. That should have been higher. Tied with... <laughs> this is so funny. Don't Believe the Hype, Tied with Handle With Care. Traveling Wilburys. <laughs> Two different songs. Um, number Very eight, songs. Bobby Brown, My Prerogative. Yeah, he was huge. He was huge. Yeah. Number nine, there's a three-way tie for nine. Eric B. and Rakim, Follow the Leader. That was an epic song. Yep. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Parents Just Don't Understand. That's in the top ten. Tied for nine. Uh. And sort of college rock alternative goodness here, The Primitives. Crash. Do you remember that song? I don't know that song. Oh, I, I loved the Primitives. They, it was a great song. Okay. Um, and then we had a two-way tie for 10. Your boy, Terrence Trent, Wishing Well. That's a great listen. Tied with Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, the Rolling Stone Album Guide gives Love Sexy three and a half stars, saying, quote, it's infuriatingly programmed as a single audio track, which meant you had to take the bad... And they say positivity when two are in love are bad. With the good, Alphabet Street, I wish you heaven. That's kind of all it says about Love Sexy. Yeah. The Star Tribune says... Minneapolis! Minneapolis! The Star Tribune says, It's lacking the grandiosity and swiftness of Sign of the Times. The CD was largely dismissed upon release, in, Picard, in part because of Prince's nude cover pose. Yeah. But as proved to be more pivotal... He starts seeking love instead of sex and peace to go with his religion. He also cuts several new sonic paths and infuses hip-hop like never before. The crowning cuts are Alphabet Street and Anastasia. Uh, And then the other thing I wanted to bring up here is, uh, I mentioned it in an earlier pod, Esquire magazine did a 2019 ranking of all of his albums from like 39 or whatever it is to number one. They, They ranked Love Sexy 7. You Which know, I'll, is, I'll say this: I, there, there's definitely in the Prince fandom. There's a hardcore. There, there's group. folks who really find this to be one of his top albums yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Here's what they say about yeah. "Love, Sexy, and Esquire." Quote: If you're prone to picturing Prince in a white lace camisole or perched suggestively on a velvet staircase, you were probably exposed to this album when it was first released. I certainly was, and seeing the full-sized vinyl cover in my dad's collection made a mighty impression on my nine-year-old brain. Right. Culturally, 
Love Sexy lost some of the momentum from the previous year's acclaimed Sign of the Times, but it still stands as one of Prince's finest and oddly breeziest documents, a party album that added to both his ongoing gender role-blurring and laser-focused songwriting. It's a flex and a highly arousing one. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Those are some of our facts and figures and reviews. Yeah. Um, Ed, do you want to dive into the record? We can't. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind just chatting about. I remember the release of this, and um, especially Alphabet Street. Well, yeah. I remember the, the, the you know the chatter about the Black Album. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of buzz. About yeah, there this. was. People had heard some tracks of it. You know, they people mentioned it. I think in one of the um, maybe the subsequent years' um, top albums, Black Album gets actually in the top ten, even though it was never released. Right. Right. Um, Prince has like two tracks, like Love Sexy and The Black Album get yeah. mentioned in a top ten type of, uh, I forget which poll it was or whatever listing it was. But um, I remember you know, hearing Alphabet Street and getting this album, and um, I, I was into it. But I have to say, I was still so in love with Sign of the Times. Yeah. That was always competing for intention for me. Right. And I could always find myself going back to that Sign of the Times. Well, so that was my biggest challenge. When I first, Sign of the first Times, is, as we talked about in that, in that two-parter we did, Sign of the Times is such a massive document that I feel like it takes kind of years to fully absorb it. And there's two parts to this. Yeah. There's the album itself and all the material and the quality that we talked about in the last episode. However, he then releases a concert film. Which is epic. And it gets, and I know for myself as a Prince fan, I got the, v, you know, the, v, yeah. the cassette of, video cassette of it. And that, yeah, and the way the arrangements of the songs within that album were done live with yeah. his European tour, I actually recorded that audio directly off the yeah, VCR, and sure. I started listening to that. As yeah, a sure. Yeah, yeah. So that that the, the it, shadow of the times was really hitting this hard. Yeah, in, in me appreciating this album. Yeah, it didn't leave a lot of room for for love, sexy in a way. Um, because there was so much to absorb from this, this might have been one of the instances where he would have done well to maybe take another year off before releasing this record. But who knows? It's not Prince, man. It's, it's not. Know. It's not what he did. Yeah. It's not what he did. Yeah. Um, you know what I wanted to say too? I forgot to mention. I do have a special garment. Oh yeah, what are you wearing today, there, Jared? So today for this episode, I'm wearing. There's a there's a company that's called Subway Tees. And uh, they make T-shirts that have basically New York City subway sta- stops on them, uh-huh. right? Yep. But I saw online that they had one for Prince Street, and the shirt is purple, and it's sort of ringed in gold in it's honor cool. of Prince. I, I'm sitting across from here, and I have to say, this is a, that's a really cool fucking It's shirt. cool, right? I yeah, think it's pretty really cool. cool shirt. Because we have, Ed and I, as you guys know, we lament the fact that we think there is a dearth of super cool Prince shirts. Folks, you know, just send us stuff. Maybe we should be designing for the estate. We should probably do that. <laughs> we certainly, hey, listen, I, that offer's still open to the estate. Yeah, we're, we're still willing to do that. To, to but, advise? Exactly. Will. But I thought I would wear this Prince street shirt in honor of if nothing else alphabet street i love it i think it's a great choice for you i am wearing a picture of myself naked on a lotus flower yeah and i want to say it's disconcerting because it's it's bigger than you think it would be also (laughs) the the pose he struck on the lotus flower it's not it's a little it's revealing a bit much there's not much to the imagination we'll be back after a quick break you still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your, in your little, you mean? Yeah, yeah. We all, we all artists over here, man. I'm Y'all trying, already? Oh, yeah. I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, oh, yeah. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. yeah. Damn, me, me. Yo, look, look, We all artists, man. We go, you feel me? We going to have this, like... Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kai, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit right now. I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I gotta lie, don't play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit. And there's an odd like, uh, what's the word? Flaccid? I don't know. What, there's like, uh, the, well, I don't know that you the, need to. to you don't have flower to. No, stem? Yeah, you don't have to. I won't. No, talk about I don't that. even understand what that. Like there's that weird rabbit in the there's a rabbit in there and like I don't know what that's about and like there's an elephant. There's and, always a rabbit in an elephant. Come on, yeah, always. right. Always. Anyways. Anyway, anyway, that was an odd digression yes. even for us, but so, so worth it. But so worth it. So we're gonna dive into the record now. Um, yeah. Starting with track number one, 
I mean, sort of track number one, yeah. depending on where you bought your uh, copy. Right. Track number one on Love Sexy is I Know. This is a song where a couple of things. We have Prince's creative spelling. Yes. Where yep. the actual it's yep. it was a picture of an I. Yeah. In the word no, yep. N O. Yeah. So it's written out as E Y E. And I thought it was instructive. I closed my eyes on the first lesson because yeah. I figured you weren't supposed to open your yeah, eyes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I no. It's yeah. I, I comma no. 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 Um, what do you think about I Know? Do you I think- love the song. I think oh, do you? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, you know, first of all, I love the facts that are being stated in the beginning by our good friend Ingrid Chavez, which yeah. is rain is wet and sugar is sweet. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I'm you're, glad you're, that was that confirmation is important. That was confirmed at yeah. the beginning of this album. It's a party. I remember, I think I said to you when we did the 1999 episode, I was so craving for Prince to have a party album again. Yeah. And I remember when I first got this and, and heard this first track, I thought. Oh shit, he's doing it. He's creating another, he's creating a party album here. This, I feel like this first track is very, there's jubilation. Um, it's, 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 it's like, it's a party and the sound. This is the thing that I, I find striking about this Love Sexy album. Susan Rogers is now gone from the Prince universe as, a, as an engineer. He's got new people now. Yeah. And I think the sound here has changed so much from the side of the times, more subdued production. Things are muted down. This kind of is all up front in your face. Yeah. All this, the track is a very different sound here. Um, and of course, we're talking revival time, baby. This is people. This is him testifying. This is this is not Prince cleverly maybe putting some interesting analogies about God and religion. He's just giving it to you straight up, straight up, straight up. Right? Yeah. I know there's a devil. I know there, there. I know there's a heaven. I know there's a hell. Right. I know there's a God. I know there's a devil. The thing that, and this is something that's going to come over and over again with me, with I struggle with with this particular album. We get back into Prince mysticism stuff yeah. here. And I'm sorry, Spooky Electric to me mm. is the most ridiculous sounding Prince of his lexicon. Like, I, I just, it's Scooby Doo-ish to me. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, I'm ahead. not a big fan of Spooky Electric. And it comes up over and over again as a description. It does throughout the album. I mean, and that's, it's weird in some ways. I think that's what makes this album kind of very cool. Is he threads these ideas through? But I am not a huge fan of the whole spooky electric idea here and what that's about. Um, but in general, I think this is a, a great way to start the album. It's uplifting. It's a revival. It's a party. Uh, you know, it's a very different type of 1999. Interesting. This I think this is going to be a divisive episode this I week. Think maybe. Um, so first of all, yeah, there's that spoken word intro. It's odd. It's another like sort of flat female voice, which he is. We've talked about that before, like sort of these flat voices that aren't emoting a lot. Um, I will say, I think this is important. As far as I know, first mention of the new power generation is in this. Yes, thank you that, for catching that. That's, that's pretty important. That. New power um, generation gets mentioned. Lyrically, I think it's interesting to me that he seems to think that hanging with the crowd is a bad thing. You know, I don't know. So perhaps he's speaking of like not being true to yourself there. Mm. That if you go, I don't know, I couldn't quite parse that. Um I see. Here's where we, here's one of the many places we're probably going to differ. I think the phrase "spooky electric" is is kind of a cool turn of phrase. Okay. In and of in and of its own self, like not maybe what he intends for it, but I think it's an interesting turn of phrase. You're telling me that if the Scooby Doo van was not was a hybrid, it wouldn't be called spooky electric. Well, it might be, but like that doesn't mean I don't want to go for a ride. Enough. Okay, fair enough. You know, um, the song is constantly extolling the virtues of God, and it's sort of like the best evangelical house band you've ever heard. I think musically it's not bad. There's a great rhythm guitar. There's a cool bass riff in there. And while this isn't the title track, uh, it does keep up a streak of at least saying the album title up top. He yep. says Love Sexy yep. a couple Love of sexy times. Sexy is the word. Um, yep. It sounds like a party, as you said. Yep. Like lots of voices in there, which I suppose is why it's the opening rather than the song Love Sexy. Um, to me, it, it's only okay. I'm not crazy about it. It doesn't grab me. Okay. Yeah. And I, uh, well, I, again, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but. We'll get there. So okay. that's what I think about I know. That's a shame. <laughs>
All right, track number two. Yeah. Uh, Alphabet Street. I'm going down to Alphabet Street. I'm going to crown. This girl that I meet, I'm going to talk so sexy. She want me from my head to my feet. Jared, you going to go down to Alphabet Street? I, I'm going to probably move there. If I can find an apartment that's affordable on Alphabet Street, I'm going to move there. This is this is a killer. This is a killer song. I think it's an outstanding single. I think this is on par with some of his best. Um, there's an awesome bass breakdown, and he's he's like he's he's being fully sexy again. I like to watch. He says, "I like to watch," among other things. I like to watch, um, and I love the line, "Put the right letters together and make a better day." That's a great line. Um, cause that's what you do on the street. That's what you do out there. Um, there's little car crash sounds at the end before, yeah, before yeah, the, before the rap. There, yeah, um, the, the rhythm guitar riff I think is almost as good as the guitar riff in Kiss. I think it's a great oh, rhythm guitar riff. Yep. Um, there's another mention of love sexy in the, in the rap there. And the, and we also hear the phrase horny pony in the, in the rap. Is love for horses? Yeah, it's love for horses. There it is. It's back. Um, so it's no surprise to me that this stands out like it does. It's got a great funk to it, and and you want to move when you listen to yeah. it. There's um, I thought I heard a little echoing of the synths that are in "You Got the Look." Oh, in there interesting. Too. Just a, just like a there's a synth note, and huh. the tone of it sounded like "You Got the Look" to me. Mm. Um, and then yeah. the reciting of the letters at the end to me, the yeah. alphabet, I, I, it works. I, I alphabet streets a jam. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's a great, great track, and I loved it from the first moment I heard it on yeah. the radio. I thought it was great. It's probably the best in my mind any song about cunnilingus. It is. <laughs> this is what the song's about. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's about yeah. alphabets. Right. Doing that. Um, right. You know. So I, I'm with you. If for all the, the things you just said, I love the 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 drum machine workout on here. I love the use of the the cowbell. Yeah. Uh, on it, I think it's great. I, I there is a part that I have to criticize. I never ever liked Cat's rap. In this song, it's not great. I don't like it. No, it's not great. In fact, I remember when, when, when he gets to that part where he says, "Cat, we need you to rap," and Prince does his no that, yeah. that opens the song. I'm like, yes, no, no. don't do the rap. Yeah. I really don't like it. I mean, this is probably the one of the rare, if maybe only time, I prefer the radio edit. Oh, I don't like yeah. the album version of this because I don't like the rap at all. Yeah. I just don't. But outside of that. No wonder this was a huge hit for him. This, yeah. this is a great, it's a great, it's a great song. It's a great yep. single. Yep. All right, moving on to track number three, Glam Slam. Yeah, I want to say, man, there's got to be some joke out of Glam Slam you can make, uh, right? I feel like there is, but uh, it's low hanging. You're like, ah, I don't want to do it. I don't, don't want to do Whatever. it. Whatever. Yeah. What do you got on Glam Slam? I musically, I really like the song a lot. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. Lyrically, I think it's ridiculous. I, I have Here's, the same. And note. this is the problem. This is starting the problem with this material. If you're going to go all in with a god and sell me on that, and maybe this is some weird personal bias because I was raised Roman Catholic and what whatever, and I could I could get totally lean into to Prince talking about the tension between. You know, religion and sexuality and all that stuff. But if you're going to go all in with God and say God's the way, then don't be. Why lines like horny and like you make me horny and I do this and well, it, flick it, a nipple and like yeah. there's just there's just it, it kind of I'm I'm with was it was it Bobby who said this uh, Chris 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 Cow. about the, the lyrics being a little sloppy and yeah, weird. Yeah. This is to me. Like I love, I actually like the music on this a lot. Yeah. But lyrically, I mean, I remember like hearing this on the radio or playing it for someone and being embarrassed by the lyrics. Yeah. Because the lyrics were just so ridiculous to it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the lyric is, I made a note of it. He says, "I'm so horny, and, and you're, you're the, the stuff. stuff." We'll be back after a quick break. Is real music dying? What even is real music, and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician, and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in, and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. 
that's where you're at now, Mister Religious Guy had an epiphany. Well, and after the after the lyric, the, the, in the, the outside of the times, yeah. The, after the, it the, feels like you're t- stepping back to sophomoric shit. At yeah, this point. agreed, agreed. But I, it, it's a shame because I really think I've never. There's not a song that sounds like this in his catalog. No, there's not. The way it's constructed, and I remember that outro where the the synths come in like dun dun. Yeah. I used to turn that up to ten. I yes. jammed to that part of it, but I it I can't get my head around the lyrics. I yes. just don't like the lyrics at all. Yeah. I think this is his worst attempt at what he's been doing throughout his career at this point, which is this whole idea of you know sex is this great religious thing. It it just fails here in terms of how he puts the lyrics together. Yeah, I, yeah, I I agree to to an extent with you. I I do. It is an interesting track. I do think lyrically, it's it's obvious what it is, and it's pretty silly and stupid. It's yeah. about getting laid. Um, it's sort of fizzing on the lawn. I don't know yeah, what that even mean. I don't know. But like, what interests me on this track, and this is this is something I'm gonna. I was gonna save this. Maybe I'll just bring it up now. Yeah. I, there's something about the sound. The production, yeah, it's right. Different. It's very different. Well, right? it's it's slightly muted somehow, oh, and the vocal is way up front on the mix. And um, there's some, I think there's some really cool guitar work happening, but it sounds like you're hearing it through a wall or like huh. it's underwater or something. Mm. It's just not super sharp. And and I and I uh, I think that's an odd choice. Maybe that's because Susan Rogers wasn't there. Maybe it's like I don't know. Yeah, but the because the, the music. If you if you ignore the lyric, the music sort of sounds like expansive and kind of epic. Yeah, but it's absolutely. almost as if he didn't want that to take over the track. I think the I, I think the music is better than the lyrics here by, by a far. big by a big stretch. Yeah. And as as a, as a result, the song and the whole suffers. I think that's my take. On I, that agree. I agree. I yeah. agree. It's 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 well. It's just like I say, it's a shame. But like it's just yeah. yeah I mean, it 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 definitely could have been a much more effective track with a little different take on the lyricism yeah and the lyrics how he put them together yeah i agreed i agreed all right the next track is called anastasia Yes. What do you think about this track? Anastasia. I think this is a fascinating song. Um, I'm fascinated by it. Um, Even from the opening piano riff, which is simple, but it feels urgent somehow. Yes. And and his vocal on this track echoes that. It's like, it's it's pleading almost, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Ostensibly, this is another song about chasing a woman, maybe, but there's something a little more happening here. I'm, I'm really struck when he says... Have you ever wanted to play with someone so much you take mm. any one boy or girl? That's how desperate this character's need is. Um, he's not going to differentiate. I just need something. And what, yeah. like if Anastasia, if it's not you, whatever, who's there? Anybody? Who's who's up for it? You know, um, he would still prefer Anastasia, but he'll take what he can get. The the music is pulsing with a really piercing guitar solo, yeah. but again, in my to my ear, very muted in the mix. His vocals pop front the, the more as the track goes on. Um, it feels like he made a choice to me on this record to highlight his voice more than the music. Mm. Um, and and this is obviously another queer, uh, excuse me, clear equating of sex with the divine. He literally says, "You are my god. I am your child. From now on, for you I shall be wild." That's pretty straightforward. In that. Um, so, but there's also like other little fascinating things in here, like who's Gregory the Ghost? Yeah, right. Who's that character? Yeah. Um, there's great drum work on this that that I don't think is the Lynn Machine. It sounds like you no, know, and I wonder too. I think Prince did most of the instru- instruments here, but I'm wondering how, if Sheila was involved a little bit. Maybe with, with that. Um, yeah, so. But it, that, that doesn't sound like the drum machine to me. No, there's hand claps. There's more squealing guitar. 
There, you, you close on the bass drum and the piano. Yeah, this, um, this first side, there's I don't think there's as much drum machine. There's a lot no. of just regular drum kit, R- stuff, R- going R- drum yeah. kit stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Anastasia. It's a little dark at the end. I like it. I like this song a lot. I like Anastasia a lot. And I have to say this. Uh, you know, you've made comments about this in other albums. It's a crime this wasn't a single. Yeah, opinion. this should have been a This, this should have been, been a, a huge hit for him. Yeah. From the first moment I heard this track, and I remember, like you said, the simplicity of the opening chords, yep. those first provocative lines... Have you ever been with so so lonely? You you felt like you were the only person in this world, like you were saying. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to place with someone so much to take anyone, boy or girl? I don't know if he's ever had two opening like lines in a song that were just so like pulled you in, like. The, yeah. And I know that part where it breaks out, and I know you said the guitar is sort of understated or yeah. uh, in it. Um, uh, maybe maybe I should learn to love the right way or whatever. And he does the guitar solo. Maybe you can show me, baby. Yeah. And it goes into that guitar solo. I get chills from that. Like yeah. that, that to me hits a really interesting point. And I wonder sometimes if that story about his drug-induced visions yeah. is true. Is this a documentation of that? Could like be. Maybe this I is mean, that night that he took yeah. the drop, the ecstasy, whatever, and he was feeling lonely, feeling separated. Anastasia could be potentially Ingrid Chavez. It could be like his spiritual guide, lead. All this stuff. Yeah. I understand maybe there, Warner's, and I'm, I'm assuming Prince was calling the shots at this point, like what was going to get released, because I'm sure he, he lobbied for Glam Sam. I'm I don't sure. think Warner Bros. was saying Glam Sam, you're, you're single. But God, like, it's so upfront, of course, with God is love, love is God, all right. that stuff. I don't know how much that's in a pop song ever, honestly. Ever. That's that, yeah. that kind of upfront kind right. of yeah. God speak. Yeah, agreed. Talk. I, I think this is. And one of honestly, you talk about songs that get lost in the canon. This one does. This does, and this is a fucking epic, epic yeah. track. I think. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's really, really a good, good, good track. I agree. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to track number five, "Dance On." Dance on, dance on, dance on. That's a Karate Kid reference. That's a Karate Kid reference. Yeah, the, that's the, when there was a, there was some discussion in, in Hollywood of doing a uh, Karate Kid Kid Footloose combo hybrid film. They should have called Dance On, Dance Off. Yeah, and it was going to be huge. Kevin Bacon would have had a dance off with Ralph with Macho. Ralph Macchio with uh, Elizabeth Shue being the judge. Yep, that was the plan. And it was the plan, and then as I understand the 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 unreleased uh, script, yep. is that. Um, Bacon is sort of like winning, obviously, yeah, with the dancing. Yeah, and then Ralph Macho just wails on him with the crane kick. And yep, that's, that's the, the end, end of it. End of the movie. He kills him, actually. Yeah. And then he's arrested for murder. And then there's another, there's a B plot where Macho like, twists his ankle, hurts it, yeah. and starts limping and becomes a dance craze. Yeah, that's right. It, and, it, and, it, and they call it the limping the, crane. Uh, the limping crane. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's what it's called. I thought maybe it was called the Daniel Sun, but I think you're right. It could it's be called, called the Daniel I think Sun. it's called the limping yeah, crane. Yeah, it could be called yeah. that, too. Um, Ed, what do you... <laughs> a little bit of a tangent there. A little bit Slight of a tangent, tangent there. See if you can find that script, folks. Slight tangent. Um, what do you think of Dance On? Dance On, this, this, this grooves, man. This is, um, you know, this... Okay. What the Yeah, hell? go ahead, go ahead. Uh, well, the drum machine's back. The drum machine's For back. For sure. Um, stuttering bass, uh, Dance On, uh, Detroit, what's happening? Yeah. What color's your money today? Yeah. Um, what don't, um, hold on, I just want to hear what your, what's, what's your problem. Do you want to just want to go? I'm going to hear you. I'm um, concerned now. This song feels like the this album's Ronnie Talk to Russia to me. Oh, it's um, not that bad. I think this is this is the first song in a long while I actively dislike it. Really? Yeah, it's it's obvious ly- lyrically. The chorus feels really jarring compared to how the verses sound. I actually find this song a little unpleasant to listen to. Wow. Truth be told. I, I actively dislike it. Huh. Yeah. Wow. And, and I'm surprised to hear that you dig it a little bit. I dig it a little bit. Yeah. But Not a lot? Bit. It reminds me of like B-side first tracks like America. Like it, it just okay. kind of has that. 
Like, he wanted to put a little propulsion in the, that second sure. side. Sure, yeah. You know? I think it's one of his better drum programming program songs. I think that the drum, the percussion there is very interesting, and all the, the different sounds that are yeah, going on with the rhythm. Um, yeah, maybe. You know, it's, it's, it's straight. I, I hear you in terms of the construction of it. I mean, yeah. dance on, dance on, uh, uh, dance on, uh, uh. That's it, right? So yeah, but it's but, also like there's that the guitar riff under it is a little ugly. It's a little. It's like I don't know. I I really it it, it I found it. I just find it unpleasant to okay. listen to. It's in my mind. Listen, is it one of my favorite Prince tracks? No, no. it's not one of my favorite tracks on this album. No, right. Um, I don't put it like in the territory of Ronnie Talk to Russia because it's not like he's. I don't think he t- it took him three minutes to put the song there. I think it was a little more thought put into it than say Ronnie Talk to Russia. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly not my favorite track. Right. But I think I think it, it kind of kicks. It puts a little kick into that second side. Okay, that's wrong, but that's fine. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> and you'll say this is the moment where yeah. Jared and Ed diverge. This is where they. This is where competing podcast. Where we we get like I'll have a new co-host named Ted, <laughs> and you'll have a co-host named what? Rhymes with Herod. Jared. Herod. Herod. His name is Herod. He's got some really interesting takes yeah, on Herod things. Herod loves this stuff. He doesn't yeah. like the firstborn and. Stuff like that. Uh, anyway, next track. It'll be fun doing that in Cairo. Doing yeah. that uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, the next track is called uh, this title track. It's called Love Sex. Conflicted feelings about this. Conflicting feelings. Well, it's more sex than the divine. Like it's more of like sort of the what we've had already. Um, this is an interesting track to me because I love it. I mean, yeah, keep going. Um, but, yeah. With, with it, I know heaven's just a kiss away. He says. Um, mm-hmm. I do love the horns in it. I love the horns. Do, They're real do, 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 bright sounding. There's more again to my ear, more muted, but somehow like squealing guitars. I. I just don't get the choice. To me, this it's all over the record, this production choice. Um, yep. The Camille voice comes in a little bit there, right? Yeah, what I yeah, hear is the yeah. Camille voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, the song goes on too long. There's some good stuff in it, but yeah. I, I got a little bored with it. Um, okay. Listening to this makes me ask this question. Yeah. Would Prince, I know this is like a sacrosanct even that I'm even saying this. Oh, boy. Would Prince have been better off using an outside producer for a change? Would he have been better off saying, you yeah. know what, after the epic of Sign of the Times, yeah. this huge, sprawling masterpiece, and he's, he's got all this material, I want to put something out, could he have done himself a favor by saying, hey, you know what? Hey, Don Was. Hey, Don Was, or whoever. Hey, Glenn Johns. Hey, hey Terry Jamminger. Right, here, Terry Jamminger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on in here, and you produce this for me while I just be the musician. I'll be the songwriting musician. You you do the production. Yeah. I feel like maybe that would have served him a little bit better to have an outside eye in the room with him. And I know, like, it's not. Say, let me tell you this. That's that, especially in the nineties. There yeah. was a lot of conversation within the Prince fandom about maybe he needs someone outside. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that's very um, antithetical to who he is. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I get. Yeah, it. He was. Yeah. But everyone can use a different perspective sometimes. Yeah. And um. And I, I, in my notes here, I'm writing, I'm having consistent issues with the production on the record, and it's highlighted here. So, I don't know. It's just a thought. Like, maybe maybe if you had someone else come in and help him with the mixes, maybe if Susan Rogers was still there, like, maybe something else would be better. But I feel like he could have benefited from an outside eye. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, I, 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 I like the track. Um, you know, um, all the different things, like you said, the horns, yeah. the, the arrangement, and that's that type of stuff. What I find fascinating, again, like trying to understand, again, Prince is creating this cryptic idea of Love Sexy is the name of the album. Now we have a song called Love Sexy. What does it mean? Not really sure. Even yeah. with his the, the lyrics that he's throwing through the verses here of this particular, you know, of the song. But, but one thing I do find kind of interesting is he goes back to some tried and true territory. He does the seduction talk. Right. Right? Yeah. However, what I find interesting it's what I find really interesting about this particular song. He alters the voice. You said it was Camille, Camille-ish, but yeah. it goes all over the place. It goes all over the place, yeah. So he starts off with, like, let's let's make love with without with, with only using words. Yeah. That's the way this is is introduced into the song. Right. I feel almost feel like he's making fun of him, his own seduction could play be. there. Yeah, could be. Because the voices are going helium down, bassy yeah. all over. All over. Lord, you love yeah. you, don't you, baby? So, like... I think this is this is why I think this album's important is like Prince who has been famously fucking his way through his his troubles, questions, whatever through his material. Right. 
I think he's saying, and he famously, he actually says this in a B-side on in this era, 15 minutes ain't enough. Yeah. I think he's finally coming to this conclusion that it ain't all about sex. Right, right. There's something deeper here that I need to find. And he does that with this song. And, that, and the message behind this, I think, is important in terms of where he's going at this point forward with his material. Um, that's what I have to say about Love Sexy. No, that's fair. I, I'll add one more thing before we move on to the next track, which is this. I, if um, I think your assessment is probably correct, or yeah. at least it certainly has validity. But I will say that I never thought in all of his previous records, in all of the songs that are so um, plainly grappling with sex, and we've talked about this, I don't feel like he ever said that they weren't, that sex wasn't a holy act. You know, like it, to me, that was always present. And so if he's if he's trying to sound consciously less lascivious mm-hmm. and not making it sound like it's also a dirty act. Uh, one, I don't think he's succeeding because he's using lines like I'm horny and you're in well, you're the stuff like all that kind of yeah. nonsense. But even in the next track, which we'll get to, too, there's some s- stupid lyrics about <laughs> sex. But I think he's. I don't know. I feel like he's undercutting himself a little bit here because mm-hmm. whenever he talked about sex before, I think it was always about how it is a holy, magical, spiritual experience to have sex with your whoever. Yeah, you no, know? I hear you. So, I, I don't know. No, 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 I hear you. I mean, that's listen. I, and it's funny. I was listening to, I forget which podcast it was where Susan Rogers was talking, but she kind of lends this, and this is something I was thinking of when we talked about the Around the World in the Day album where we, like... I said, it feels like, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, it was like Purple Rain. Yeah. When we're doing Darling Nikki, and then at the end we have that backtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah, God message. Yeah, right. That maybe Prince, listen, Prince was, listen, you were raised Roman Catholic, correct? Yes, I was. So was I. As much as you want to say, sure. there's always the guilt. Sure. There's always that there's feeling. There's a lot of mixed it's, messaging. It's hammered yeah, into your yeah, head. Yeah. And it's, it's, you should feel dirty about these certain things. I do feel that Prince, being raised that way, probably had that same concern. And Susan Rogers sure. talks about, like, it was very common for Prince to do real sexual material on a song and followed up with the next track he records would be like the cross. Right. Cause he's trying to exercise that exercise, guilt. that weird, like that. Yeah. Feeling like he needed yeah. to whatever. I so it's a tension, but it also creates great art, right? So it, it, does. it does. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. No, I hear you. Yeah. I know you're, I know where yeah. you're going. Maybe not. This is, he doesn't quite. That, that but, level it, but it does I create hear. great art and he's created tremendous art from that. Yeah. I right. agree. Okay. I agree. All right. So moving on to track number seven, um, this is titled, when two, the, the number two, R, the letter R, when two are in love. <laughs> Falling leaves will appeal to them like slow motion rain. Ed, what happens when two are in love? Do you know? I've never. Re- it's never been um, really explained to me. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, can you speak to that, or is that is now not the time? No, no, it's is the right time. I, I think I think we should talk about it. I think we should spend the next 30, 40 minutes about it. <laughs> Excellent. Get great. into it a little bit. Um, I appreciate your wisdom on the matter. Yeah. The hips are pumping like a runaway train. I think is what's going on. <sighs> Jesus, I, I yeah. don't like this track. This is probably my least favorite ballad of Prince's. I don't understand why he felt like he had to include this. This was a black album track. Yeah, that he pushed into this this album. Um, I don't like it. I never did. I never liked it when I, the album first came out. Going back and re-listening to it, I was trying to give it maybe like fresh ears and think maybe I'd hear something I didn't hear before. Unfortunately, I would say I didn't succeed in that. I didn't yeah. like it. The one thing I thought you would might find interesting. When I listen to it, though, if you listen to the chord and maybe the key it's in, yeah. you might be hearing the first ideas behind a song called Pink Cashmere. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it could be. That's yeah. the one thing I took away. Like, oh, interesting. Maybe yeah. some of this is yeah. in his in back yeah. of his head. He's like, oh. Because if you slow down the way that weird synth thing goes on yep. and some of the chords, yeah. I think Pink Cashmere is sitting in there somewhere. Could be. Yeah, it could be. But in terms of its own song, not a fan. Yeah. I, I will say... Um, I, I'm of two minds of this, so um, I'll give you the good first. I actually like the music mm. quite a bit, and the melody. The music and the melody line on on their own, I like. There's sort of like a, there's like a, um, um, a kind of a whispery, lovely whispery quality to mm. it. It's very soft. Um, again, the vocal, outside of the lyrical content, 
the vocal is sort of charming. Like he's in a lilt. Uh, he's not mm. quite in his full falsetto. Gotcha. Yeah. There's like a lilt there. Yep. That's pretty good. Yep. There's some breathy synths and everything. Yeah. But the lyrics are so dumb. I mean, so as you pointed out, the actual lyric is the speed of their hips can be faster than a runaway train. That's absurd. Here's another one. The thought of his tongue in the V of her love. Pretty stupid. Yeah. Like that's pretty stupid. Um, I think he could have done, this could have been with the music, a really lovely ballad. And he completely undercuts it because when you read along, it's stupid. It's goofy. It's like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like yeah. it, it, yeah, I agree with you. It, the, the lyrical content completely chops the knees out from this song, yeah. in my opinion. Agreed. Because I, I think can't. the music is pretty good. As much as I want to disagree, I can't. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah, it does. All right, let's talk about this next track then, see where we go with this. Maybe a little more happiness around the song that we call. I wish you Jared. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm going to say this sincerely. I wish you heaven. Ed, I also wish you heaven. Thank you. I do. Um, I like this one a lot. Me too. I like it a lot. I, it, 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 like, it's, it's a big standout on this record for me. Um, lyrically, it's simple, but it's earnest. It feels real. Um, he, I think he really does wish you heaven yeah. and love. He really does. And the music, I, I found, like has sort of this patient sort of drive to it with the the insistent drum rhythms, there's a muted guitar riff that echoes the verse. There are harps twinkling in the background, much like angels would be in heaven, I suppose. Um, th- there's there's the dueling guitar solos that are also really yeah. lovely. Yeah. Um, it's it's truly hopeful. And and he ends with, and as you know, I'm a fan of when, when he does this, he's done it before, he says, we wish you heaven. And I really like that. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely song. It's lovely. I love it too. I'm a big yeah. fan. A big fan of this song. I, I agree with you. I think it's a standout in the album. I think it's um, the sentiment's really interesting. It's really. Cl- yeah. I mean, it's it's sad. I mean, he's basically saying we're not going to be together anymore. Right. But I still wish you nothing but heaven and happiness. Yes. yes. Um, it's a beautiful sentiment, and it I, I like it. it. It oddly, I don't know why, I have this weird sense of Seals and Croft. Um, Interesting. Like seventies ish, you know, some like crazy kind of AM gold, but like. The way it lays out, there's not a lot of lyric. Like it's it's a short song. It is short. It's yeah. very compact. Um, there's not a lot of lyric to it. No, there's not. Um, but it just lays out nice. And it does steady, and it's. It, I, I I'm, a, I'm a fan of this song. Yeah, I, really I like, like it, it too. I like it um, too. Much more to say about it. No, to say. I mean, I I think but, yeah, because it is simple. Yeah, it's a very and simple because cut. it's earnest and true. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we come to the final track. Wow, Here we are. There. We're already there on uh, final track on Love Sexy, track number nine. Positivity. Can a boy who drops out of school at 13 years of age answer the cue of life and death when it slaps him in the face? Who's to blame when he's got no place to go? When all he's got is a sense to know that a life will come. I'll help him beat you in the race. I'll help him beat you in the race. Ed, um, what positivity? I don't. You know, sometimes you're, you're, you can see it on my face, yeah, right? You're having like today sometimes, with these. like having they're trouble. there. Sometimes it's right there, and sometimes yeah. it's just it's not, and you yeah. can't force it. Positivity, negativity. I was going to make a joke about a magnet or a battery or something, but I'm, I just, you know, can I tell you? Can I speak for our listeners? Please, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, we're all better off. <laughs> we're all better off for it. Uh, what do you think about positivity? Eh, I'm not a big fan yeah. of this track. You know, it reminds me a bit of Temptation in terms of like how it works within the album and being the last track and all that. I just don't. It. I was trying to again. I was trying to. I remember not liking this track that much when the album came out. It was definitely like a Ugh, what. Um, and I thought, oh, maybe if I listen again, because I remember we talked about Temptation. Yeah. We found I found like some more interesting interesting yeah. sonic things like free jazz happening in there and stuff. That just didn't really have it. Like it was, there's some interesting drum stuff that happens, and there's like horns and different like little riffs. But generally, I just feel like it's slow. It kind of slogs on. It just, yeah, yeah I'm just not 
and just was I mean it, in terms of what it's trying to accomplish I think for the album I think it is a nice bookend from I know to here because it's yeah. talking about saying yes and I know and say yes to God and this is positivity obviously right makes sense thematically musically it's a little boring to me a little slow there wasn't a lot going on and even lyrically I was kind of like have you had your plus sign today no really I, I don't know I just yeah yeah what did you think of it well I so I know this song got slagged in some of the reviews that I read, and even yeah. you know you were not a fan of it. But I, I kind of dig it. Kinda it's not, it? it's not a favorite, but like I think there's a neat groove to it. There's yeah. like wooden xylophone sounds. There's yeah. a nice trumpet in there. Yeah. I, I do like the low, the, the the low volume spoken word quality to his vocal. Like mm-hmm. um, I think that's sort of interesting. It's unusual for him uh, vocally. Um, it's another example of the music belying the lyrics as he's talking literally about finding the good when the music is a little ominous. There's mm-hmm. something a little ominous in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another reference to Spooky Electric, uh, not, yeah, a, not sure. a favor of yours. Who or what that is, is, is you know, Spooky I don't... Spooky and all that he crawls for. Yeah. Um, it's clearly not a don't good thing. Don't kiss the beast. Here's, here, don't kiss the beast. I meant to mention yeah. that. So here's my, here's a theory. Spooky Electric, the line he has is, Spooky Electric will be your boss. Yeah. So I'm wondering if Spooky is like representing the media, you know, like there's references to People Magazine, Rolling Stone Magazine, maybe Spooky Electric is the TV, maybe it's MTV, Don't Kiss the Beast, as you said, yeah. be superior at least. Yeah. So I wonder if that part of it, hold on to your soul, he says. Yeah. Um, so I, I, again, bear with me. Yeah. But yeah. like... Be like maybe this is even a descendant sort of of all the critics love you in New York to mm. me somehow, mm. um, and we end with like rolling water and breathy synths yeah. like looking for peace, looking for calm. The the more I listened to it, the more I was into it. I don't think this is a great song. Like I don't think it's uh, outstanding, yep. but I was interested in it. Like I yeah, I, I kept I finding myself like, what's going on? Let me yeah, dig yeah, in here yeah, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, yeah. So no, I can I can see that. Yeah, that's my take on that. Love um, it. So there you go. All right, so it's that time. It's that time for categories. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Ed, favorite track? Uh, Alphabet Street. Yeah, Alphabet. I mean, it has well, to be. Eh, can I do a tie? Do you mind? Because yeah. anesthesia. I hate anesthesia. Your, okay. I hate your, all right. Uh, yeah, you can pick two. Yeah, yeah, fine. Mine's Alphabet Street. Yeah, least favorite. Went to her in love. Yeah, mine's Dance On. Gotcha. By a long stretch. <laughs> uh, most interesting. Anastasia. Yeah, so I I went with positivity, but Anastasia. I almost went with Anastasia. Yeah. Like there, yes, to both of them. I yeah. think um, the track that shows the future. Oh, that's a tough one with this one. Um, I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna just say Alphabet Street. Yeah, I did too because yeah. I think it hints at the new Jack Swing that's coming down the way. Yeah, and then we get into. I mean, the next album's gonna be Batman, so right. you know, I think it's gonna be you're gonna see hear similar kind of drum programming and things like that on that album, akin to what you heard on Alphabet. Well, Street. and I also feel like Alphabet Street would have fit really well on Graffiti Bridge, which is the album after Batman. I feel oh, like, possibly. I feel yeah. like Alphabet Street would have been a good fit in yeah, there, yeah, which is very new Jack Swingy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, overall impression, what do you got? Here's the thing. I have an appreciation for what he was trying to accomplish here. I actually think, as much as I have some a lot of hangups about the lyrics and stuff, I kind of dig where he went. This is sort of like, think about Around the World in the Day after Purple Rain. Like, what the fuck is he going to follow up with Sign of the Times? That's right. like, like, it's almost impossible. Right. I kind of dig that he went kind of weird and Prince mysticism on this. Okay. Um... I do agree. I think the lyrics, though, however, is it like feels like a big step backwards in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yet, I think, oddly, in another way, in terms of a concept album, this might be one of his better realized theme- thematic, it, tying something through to- thematically through the full album. I think he accomplished that here with this. As much as I don't necessarily agree with Spooky Electric, Love Sexy, and all that stuff, and really don't understand it, it, it is, of it, 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 as a whole... I think he does hit the mark in terms of here is my evangelical. Yeah. Testif- I'm testifying. Yeah. God is this. I'm. I want to. Con- it, and this is where it gets starts getting uncomfortable to be a Prince fan in some ways. We talk about the Love Sexy tour where he actually was asking people to raise their hand if they believed in God. Right. He, he's testifying here. He's converting people now. Yeah. He's beyond where he was. He's not being subtle about. It. He's right. going full in on this. Shit. Right. And. He does so, um, and I just think I think the other thing is sonically, it sounds so different, and I think that might be because Susan Rogers is out of the mix. New engineers are in there. I, I know you're not a fan of that production. It's just a very different sound than yeah. the time of the time. Yep, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, this is not a favorite of mine. I think that's probably pretty clear already. I, I really do dislike the choices on their production. Um, I, 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 I give them credit for wanting to try something else. Uh, I just don't think it worked. Yeah. And, sure. and I think the production on the record really hurts it. Um, I don't understand why the guitar work in particular is dropped so low in the mix. Yeah. And, and I wonder if that's because he doesn't want to be a guitar hero anymore. And if you don't want to be a guitar hero, then don't be. Like, don't fill your songs with these wailing solos that no one can really hear. Mm. That feels like an odd choice to me. Mm. Um, and there, and those, those wailing solos are on so many tracks. I just don't, I don't know. I don't get that. Um, I do think that he would have benefited from another set of eyes and ears on this record. Yeah, I mean, saying, yeah. that's just that's just what I think about it. I think that, uh, well, anyway. No, I'm with you. I just, as yeah. you said, and I think you said this well, he ain't going to do it. No, he's not going to do it. That's he's just not who he is. I mean, you, can, you, and you know that. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So out of five Prince symbols, what do you give it? I'm giving it a four. Wow. I'm giving it a four. Wow. Okay. This is big. This is like Dylan going religious to me. Like this, this is like, to me, this is a different, again, there's issues with some of the music in here, but I think this is almost a flip side, an absolute flip side from Dirty Mind to Love Sexy. This guy's flipped the card over, you know, like he's going in a totally different, Sure. he's telling us, I'm going in a completely different direction with my material, right. with this, with what I'm saying here. Right. Well, um, okay. So it's an important piece of work within this catalog in my mind, for sure. Fair. Okay, fair. Um, I'm only giving it two and a half. Woo-hoo-hoo-hee! Um, We're back into, what, for you territory. Well, I mean, Alphabet Street is such an outstanding single that it carries a lot of water for me in this. Yeah. And uh, along with Anastasia, I Wish You Heaven, and kind of positivity a little bit, just because I find it an interesting track. Yeah. But for me, this is a, a very weak overall effort uh, and a very poor follow-up to Sign of the Times. However, having said that, how could you possibly follow it up? You know, like, even right. even him. How could you... You know, the, it took him four albums between Purple Rain to get up to Sign of the Times. So, like, I understand that there's... It's hard to follow up a masterpiece with another one. Here's what I would love um, to do for us as a podcast. As sure. we get, so, the plan, folks, for all our listeners out there is we want to get through his 80s material. Yeah, we're going to stop at Graffiti Bridge. Yeah, and we, we're probably going to go back and do some more of my... Just, like, his top albums, whatever. I would love to see if we could find someone who would say... Someone who thinks Sign of the Times is his best 80s album, someone Purple Rain. And I know there's people out there who think Love Sexy is his best album. Right. I would love to get that as almost like a panel. Sure. To talk through his best album of the 80s and talk, people explain why they think it is. Because there's certainly a large group of his fandom that think this is his, apex? his top recording. Yeah, that's super wrong. But like, you know, that's, <laughs> no, with all that's respect. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this is a, the, the, the mountain of Sign of the Times is so high, the fall was real far for me. Would you, would you equate this to, in your mind, because I think there's some similarities, maybe with in terms of his the arc of his career, going from dirty mind to controversy, which yeah. we, we both agreed was a big step, maybe a step a back. A step back. What me? How you not? Is it was it? Is this is equally a step back? It's going bigger. From, you think it's bigger? I bigger think it's. Gap. I think it's. I think it's way bigger of a drop. Yeah, I, for me, it's a way bigger of a drop for a number of reasons. You know. Lyrically, a lot of these songs are dumb, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The production issues. Um, yeah. The if the what you mentioned earlier, the rushed quality of it, because he was trying to scramble to put something together because he shelved the Black Album. Right, 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 right. So to me, the drop off between Dirty Mind and Controversy is pretty minor compared to what this is. Like, I, okay, you know, um, and, and this is you know, and let me just say to everyone out there, of course, this is only my own taste, and uh, I know there are. As, as you said, there are, there are Prince heads out there who really adore this record, and by all, but more power to you, like all for it. And I welcome to hear your takes. It just, to me, it's a colossal step back, and mm. and I do think he regains some footing later on. I, I do think he does. I even think he gets some footing back in the next record, which is probably a shock, but oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, this one, I don't know. It, it just it feels wrong. It feels interesting. Yeah, it just feels wrong. I think me. the thing that surprised me in the re-listen was I, I, I really leaned into it, and I think it's maybe the part of the reason I gave it the score was it felt really joyous, the material. Um, huh. And um, I was surprised myself, because I don't remember, again, I think part of it's the shadow of Sign of the Times, but I was surprised on the re-listen, liking just the general idea of the album yeah. listening it through right. more than I thought I would. Sure. Yeah, so, fair. Anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, there we go. It, actually, this is good because it's been a while since we've had like a really radically right. take, different take, right. and so right. it's good. Right. It's good for for the pod. It's good. Not good for our friendship. We'll probably never not work good again. for our friendship. Not good for our friendship. Should we talk about um, dig, if you will, a picture? 
big if you will the picture. Ed, yeah, so barring the fact that you are you're wearing a shirt with your own naked body on a lotus flower, which I'm right. sure is a coincidence. Right, it's a, it's coincidence. Just a coincidence. What's your take on this photo? I've this always album found cover. this album cover ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I always have. I know it was, I mean, it, it definitely got a lot of attention. I think Walmart, fam- I, think I think they covered up the They albums. did, they did, they covered it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I understand it's supposed to be Rebirth, he's on a flower, just so folks, if folks haven't seen it, Prince is naked. Um, he's sort of on- cupping one of his nipples. Yeah, he's of. cupping and his legs in the way, of course you're not seeing his he's privates not- in any way, right. but like, um, but there's like this kind of silly, like, I don't know, echo of, kind of a phallic symbol of a... The petal of the yeah, flower, may, thing, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, um, with his hair like, like kind of blown back, yeah, and his whatever. I, I've never, I've always felt this was a really silly, yeah. Cover. I, I never really liked it. I also wrote that it's pretty silly. I mean, it is infamous in its way. I mean, but I, to me, it's pretty tame. You know, it's not nearly as daring as I think maybe it, it, people thought it was. And I, I, I find it ironic that he pulled the black album, which was just a black cover. It was just black colored paper for being too sexual or aggressive or dark or whatever and he got in trouble for this cover he got in trouble for this like people as you said like stores wouldn't stock it and people wrapped it in plastic and like so you couldn't see it and you know and again just again to say this back to this weird analogy i'm having with wells another thing where he's shooting himself in the foot totally he's saying i'm not allowing tracks yeah on this album so you have to listen to it long play straight through and also let me put a cover together where some stores aren't even going to put it on the shelves. Well, now see, I'm going to yes, yeah, I agree. Right? I'm going to slightly differ from you in that. Um, I, I don't. I feel like this was calculated. I think he knew that this was going to do. I oh, it's going to. It was going to make a big. Buzz it was going to be a big buzz because he's naked on the cover, and like yeah. it was going to like cause yeah. some kind of controversy and like probably boost the sales a little bit. But again, even with that, I mean, and I'm not saying 500,000 records isn't great, yeah. but for Prince, given the run he no. was just on, it's not great. And it, it ta- speaks to why the next project is what the next project is. Right. Because Warner Brothers is like, listen, your sales are going fucking downhill. Right. What if we tie you into one of the biggest movies we're going to make in the 80s called yeah. Batman? Yeah. And that's where we're going to go maybe next that will get Maybe that tearing you up will we'll get you back and we'll get you some record sales that yeah. way. Yeah. So that's where we're going to be same oh. pod time. Oh, we gotta. Oh, oh we gotta more, do our. Quick, we gotta quick, do it right. Yeah, I'm real so quick sorry. question. No, it's okay. Yeah, what's our question for you this week? The question of you. So the question for you. I think folks will know this. So we're gonna talk about rap sampling. Do yeah, you know we're, we're gonna go with this. I don't think so. Okay. So there is a really big early '90s rap song. It, I'm sure it was top ten. If not, it might have been number one. It might have been close to number. By the one. way, quick shout out. Shout out to Biz Marquee. He died. Yeah. Just a friend. Say you're just a friend. So this song was a top ten hit. It actually got to number six in 1992. Uh, Rap song with a very prominent sample from the great track Alphabet Street. All right. So can you tell us? Give us the artist and the name of the of the artist and the name of the song who sampled uh, from Alphabet from Alphabet Street. That was a top ten hit in 1992. Excellent. So we'll be looking forward to those answers and replies. And we got thoughts. stickers for you. We, we got, got swag. stickers. We got swag. And we're awesome anxious there. to hear your thoughts on Love Sexy and, and how you like the and record. And listen, again, this is a fairly, I, you know, me knowing other Prince fans, this is a divisive album. Yeah. And, you know, this is not, I'm well, not surprised that Jared and I are having a little bit of a different take yeah. on things. What do you guys all think? You what know? do you think? Let us know. We totally want to Should he have released the Black Album? Maybe. Maybe. We'll find that out. You know, down the, road. the black album would have been kind of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, would anything have been well, uh, after Final Times? That's a tough one. Yeah. But these questions will be answered later. And so much more. And so much more <laughs> on next time. And I was about to make this joke. Oh, earlier. go for it. Same pod time. Same, same pod, pod sh- station, channel. Channel. Streaming service. Yeah. It doesn't quite work, does it? Yeah. Because next time we're talking about. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Yep. You're Batman? I'm Batman. Yep. We're Batman. We're We're all Batman. We're all Batman. And with that... We're Batman. We are Batman. And with that, we say, (laughs) fare thee well. See you. See the dawn, y'all.